0: Good morning. Good morning. So in the parasha, we discuss the story of Yosef being sold by his brothers. Now, there's a beautiful um, shot from, from the Rebbe on the Gemara of Hanukkah as follows. Where if you look in, in the suya of Chanukah, there's no mesachtes Chanukah, there's a Masechus Megillah. But if you look in, in the Gemara, in Shabbos, in Perek Bameh Lutin, over there, there's a Sugya of Chanukah, two, about uh, two blot over there, all about Chanukah. And in the middle of the suya, literally coming out of nowhere, all of a sudden they start discussing the Parsha this week. In the Gemara says, my Chanukah. In the middle of the Sugya there, it throws in a piece from the Parsha this week. And the simple reason why it throws in that piece is because the Gemara does this often, where we'll be going through a series of statements from a certain Amora. I think Rabbi Yehuda Bar Minyumi or something, there's a certain Amora that says something, like, Amr Rabbi Yehuda Amashmool, Amr Rabbi and then it says, a series of five or ten different statements from the same Amairah. So simply, that's the reason why the Gemara quotes this, this, uh, um, this idea, because it's from the same Amora. But obviously everything's, uh, there must be a connection between this Gemara, this piece and Chanukah and, and the theme of Chanukah. What is this piece? So when Yosef is thrown into the pit, the Torah says the following pasuk. It says, reik, boy That the pit that he was thrown into was empty and, the, and there was no water in it. Okay? And Rashi quotes this Gemara. The Gemara interprets this pasuk to mean that what does it mean there was no water in it? Like as if we care that there was water in it or not. Like, well, Why is it necessary to mention there's no water in it? He was thrown into a pit, whatever was in the pit. Why say there's no water? So the Gemara says, boy, So the Torah is alluding to the fact that there was no water means that there was no water, but there were other things. What else was there? There was snakes and scorpions. Meaning there were dangerous um, creatures crawling around this pit that Yosef was thrown into. So we have here the Torah telling us that there's no water. Not not. We, what do we care that there's no water? It's telling us how dangerous of a pit it was. Then um, the the this vart of was by Mayim um, is also explained in another way. That there was no. There was no water there. What is Mayim? Water can also refer to Torah. We know the Torah is compared to many things, for many different reasons, many different aspects of Torah. Torah can be compared to water, compared to wine, compared to, um, to, to many different... Uh, to oil. Torah is also compared to water. And there was no water there means that in the Surayken Shal yakov, that because the brothers of Yosef threw him into the pit, it was almost like the, the Torah was absent. Torah was was, uh, was absolved from the, the life of his brother. How can they go and throw the brother into a pit? Torah was absolved. My main boy means there was no Torah. And um, this is this is what the Gemara says. Now, let's want to connect to Thachanika and understand the depth of what this means and uh, how how it can be practical to us. So we'll make it very brief. It's a whole discussion that, that uh that, very, very simple that. Terror is compared to many things. Of them, one of them is water. What aspect of terror is compared to water? So the Medrash says, because, um, ma, I think it's a Medrash or Gemara, just like water, the nature of water and the way water flows you know, through mountains, it goes, waterfalls, it starts in the high place and goes from there and goes to a lower place. And there's many aspects to what that means, but this is why terror is compared to water, because terror is the same. Terror came from the highest of places, close to God, Shashue, HaMelech, the 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 God's treasure, and made its way down here. And this normally alludes to the, so to speak, um, humility of God, God willing to put him to to degrade his holiest thing and allow it to come down into such a mundane and materialistic and low world. And even allow for our human brain to understand. We don't realize how much of a chiddush it is for the fact fact that our human brain can understand God's wisdom. You would think that it's impossible. But God made it possible. And this is the gift of Torah. So it represents God putting himself on the side and allowing for the Torah to be degraded to a low place. And the same is this aspect of Torah compared to water humility um, it really is represented in the study of every Jew. Every Jew is studying Torah. Because unfortunately, sometimes Torah can be studied as an academic, as a, as a subject. We have mathematics, we have science, we have biology, chemistry, and we have the we have Torah. Some people study it study as that. Some people think Gemara, Talmud, and the, the Torah is the, the, one of the deepest studies. You can sit and spend years and still not get to the depth of it. Meaning that it's, it's such a deep subject, and people can treat it as a regular academic study. The problem with that is what the college course, the college course in the Torah. So the problem with that is is that it completely misses the whole point of Torah. Meaning, Torah is not an academic. If anything, Torah is God's wisdom. God's wisdom is not our wisdom. Meaning, God created our brain, (laughs) right? So God's wisdom is obviously completely beyond our brain. It's a gift, and almost it doesn't make sense the fact that our brain could even understand God's wisdom. God took his wisdom and allowed it to, be, to fit in uh, the human way of thinking, and human understanding. So if you're going to learn Torah as just a subject in academics, you're only um, uh, attaching yourself to one part of Torah, the part of Torah that entered logic. But the whole purpose of the Torah entering logic is that through that we should reach God. Through understanding it with our human brain, we should then access and become close to God, which is completely above ration and above logic. And that can only happen if we don't treat her as an academic, as a subject. And we, which can only happen through Bittle. For a human to, to treat a subject and look at it and understand it as not being a pure logical, intellectual um, subject, but being something holier and godly. Takes a little bitle. It takes a person putting his, his himself on the side a little and allowing himself humidlifying to humilifying himself, putting uh, uh, not not letting his ego and his and his own um, his own t- taking credit for it, etc. Not putting himself in the way, but allowing himself to be t- to receive Torah, to receive to connect to the God part of it. And this is what it means that in the that that if there's no water, there's snakes and scorpions. Meaning it almost sounding like it's automatic. If there's no water, automatically there'll be snakes and scorpions. Meaning that if a person is lacking the water part of Torah, if a person studies Torah and doesn't uh, doesn't humiliate himself, doesn't put himself on the side and allow himself to be attached to the godly part of it, then it'll only be other things. Only other things will enter because he's not connecting to the godly part of it. It's just like any other academic, any other subject. And this really is the whole idea of Hanukkah. Um, we'll discuss more about it on Hanukkah. In our, but Chanukah, we know, what did the Greeks want to do? In the story, if you look in the history, the Greeks really had no issue with the Jewish people studying Torah, the Jewish people, the philosophies of Judaism, so to speak. The Greeks were big philosophers. They really had no issue with it. The issue was the godly aspect of it. The issue was that uh, that a Jew comes and says that I connect myself to God in an irrational way. In a way that that, uh, um, surpasses um, intellect and logic. And that they couldn't handle. That they said, they said, We say the law in Lashkicham Torah Sachal. What the Greeks wanted, they didn't necessarily care about the Jews forgetting, they didn't want them to forget Torah. They wanted them to forget that it's God's Torah. So don't mix God into it. Yeah, you want to think deeply, you want to become a philosopher, you want to study, that's totally fine. You want to mix God into it. That's the, 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 that, that we don't want to, we won't allow. And this was, uh, this was the big war of Hanukkah. And this is why, I mean it's in many aspects, but one short thing where we see it is in the miracle of Hanukkah, the, it was all about the oil. A lot of people don't know this, about the oil lasting fair days. A lot of people don't know this, um, but they actually had oil. There wasn't no oil. They had oil. The issue was that the oil, they were only allowed to use oil that had the seal of the Kohen Godel, of the high priest. And that they didn't have. They didn't have, I meaning they had a bunch of drugs of oil, but the oil, the, what the Greeks did is they took off the seal of the high priest. I mean, you think the Greeks would care about the seal of the high priest? They, you would think they would just break the drugs and make, let spill all the oil. They didn't, they, they said, no, we don't mind that there be oil. We don't want them to have the seal of the high priest. That they couldn't handle. They couldn't handle that there's this holiness and godliness. in this. You have a seal of a high priest. You have a high priest. That they couldn't handle. They, they said, defiled the oil. Yeah, exactly. Defiled, they didn't break and spill the oil. They defiled the oil. They took away the oil. They wanted to get rid of the holiness of it. So this is the, the war of Hanukkah. And it reminds us to, today... Uh, this is why the Gemara brings the story right in the middle of of the of, the, of talking about Hanukkahs because the of this week, this my main, but is exactly what Hanukkah is. If you don't have the water aspect of Torah, the bittul, surrendering yourself to the godly part of Torah, then then you completely are not attaching yourself to what Torah really is. And uh, yeah, we should Thank God, Thanksgiving. We should thank God for the for the gift that we have, for the Torah that we were given to give us uh, the ability to connect them.